welcome to another episode of Digitally Discarded. Today, I'm really excited to have on the show dating coach and relationship expert, Rachel Shear. Rachel is also the author of Date to Find a Soulmate. And I really would love to hear some tips on that. So maybe, uh, maybe we can get into that in a little bit later. But Rachel, again, thanks again for, for being here today. I, I think everyone probably has uh, so many questions. And if we had a dial in, I'm sure the phone would be ringing off the hook as what you do is quite topical and a bit of a holy grail. What challenges do you see some of your clients facing in this online digital world? Well, online dating is the way to go these days. It's not like back in the 80s or 90s when people called you on the phone and asked you out on a date. Now there's so many different methods for getting in touch. And there's so many different types of dating sites and apps so there's a new swiping mentality where people just swipe, swipe, swipe all day long. And they're always looking for someone better out there. And then people well, remain single forever because- I, I, I'm not making a joke about this, but I've actually lost feeling in my index finger. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I've said this to my friends and it is a real non-feeling that I'm having right now. Um, I do remember like, and it could be before your time, but like you took a personal ad out in a magazine, New York magazine, or it actually, I think the New Yorker got a little highbrow at some point and also did that. Um, Village Voice was maybe the place where it all started. How is that different from online world today? Well, everybody is accessible these days. So if you even see a picture of someone on a dating app, you can probably find out all the details of that person. If you're smart and you know how to do the right research, you can look them up, find out where they live, find out everything about them just from a simple picture. So that's different than if you put an ad in a magazine or a newspaper because you didn't get any information about the person and the internet didn't even exist back then. So it's kind of scary how easily people can find out everything about you. But that's it's also- crazy, Actually, I didn't realize that from a photo you can do that. Yeah, there are certain ways if you're really smart about the internet you can find anything hmm. okay well maybe i'm not dating that age group uh so maybe i'm i'm safe <laughs> maybe but probably not there are a lot of internet wizards out there that can find anything well what what about the fact you know you you you, you said kind of disposable but the fact is is totally this this whole online dating world makes everyone replaceable or disposable i mean what what creates kind of loyalty or interest um i i'm 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 at a loss it's different for everyone some people feel connected on like just for meeting someone after 10 seconds they feel this deep connection while other people go on 
five or six dates a week and they feel nothing. They just, um, they block out their emotions. So there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just a sort of luck of the draw. It's a numbers game, as people say, and you just have to keep dating and dating until you find the right person, which I understand is similar to what you do. Because in real estate, you have to just keep meeting and meeting and talking up your services and hoping that some people will like you and will want to buy from you. And, and to that point, to switch it around in taking out buyers, you know, they, there are some that will, they know what, when they see it and they're very decisive. And then there are many that keep looking, thinking there's going to be a better apartment out there, which to me is very, very similar to the dating world where people uh, think, you know, if they settle on one, how do I know they're right? And Am I making a mistake? And maybe I should keep looking. Um, it, it's it, it's kind of fascinating. And the same thing you, you kind of mentioned real estate, you know, the curb appeal of the photo of the property and the curb appeal of the picture on the dating site is uh, very, very similar. And how quickly we dismiss just because of first impressions. Yeah, it's so true. If you look on a dating app, people just swipe and swipe. It's just, they look at someone's face for a split second and decide if they like the person or not. It's the same with looking at a house or apartment. You take one look at it and you decide immediately if you wanna learn more or not. Do you, do you think, and this is maybe getting kind of ahead, but you're in a relationship and all relationships I think are very organic and at different points in a relationship, people are relating to each other in different ways. You grow, things happen, experiences happen, kids, whatever. But do you think these days that people think, well, you know, if it's not going so well, they always have the option of going online. There's, cause it, it's like, it's there. And it's yours for the taking. Yeah, it, it is there for the taking. And I want to say almost 50% of couples meet from online these days, especially in the past year with the pandemic, people have no other choice but to meet online. So there are so many different Facebook singles groups that have been created and all the dating apps are as popular as ever because you can't just go to a bar and meet someone the old fashioned way. You have to meet virtually. That's the way of the world. But, but they're meeting virtually or are they meeting up? And I, I guess there are long walks in the park and who knows what else everyone is doing being stuck at home. But isn't safety an issue in certainly the age of COVID? Oh yeah, of course. Everyone should follow their own safety guidelines. Let's say there's one person that is staying at home, doesn't want to go out at all, anywhere. But then she meets a guy from a dating app, like virtually, they talk on the phone 
and she learns that he's still going out to work every day, socializing with friends, then they're probably not a good match because their values are not aligned. They have different views on how, how cautious they want to be and they're not gonna get along in the long run. Do you think in this age of um, digital online working, digital isolation actually is probably more what it is. Are you, are you finding that people are feeling of course more disconnected and therefore do you think that people think less of ending relationships or whether it be friendships or romantic or are people more easily discarded now because we are that far removed from one another in a physical sense? Yes, unfortunately, I think that is the case. I've heard of so many couples that got divorced or broke up during COVID and a lot of friendships were shattered because they didn't like how the other person was responding to, to COVID or of course, different political opinions. People are so polarized, polarized about that as well. So for many reasons, a lot of people have probably lost friends in the past year and that's just the way it goes. Do you find from people that you're coaching uh, that this has become more of a problem as you know, there are more dating apps or it's become actually more accepted to meet someone online? Um, are, are, you, or are you finding that it's pretty much across the board the way that you know, some people will go out for a few weeks or a few months? Um, you know, I, I'm just wondering if, if there's any kind of pattern to people that are being discarded uh, during this time. There's not really a pattern that I've seen. It just varies completely from person to person. And of course, location. If, if some people are in a place where, where they're all locked down, then maybe they're not comfortable seeing someone, even if it's a partner that they've been with forever, for many months or years, they might just break up because they don't feel safe seeing each other anymore. And then there are other people that just ignore it and still go out like normal, like nothing's wrong. So I'm not saying that there's one that's better than the other. It's just whatever the person is comfortable with and whatever the person they're meeting wants to do. They just have to be in agreement of how they're gonna respond to this. I, I just, I, I know from personal experience um, where you might go out on a date, you have a great time. Of course, you've said to yourself, this can't be in my head. And, you know, you've really clicked with the person, which you say to yourself, how could I click with someone if they're not clicking with me? And then you never hear from them again. And of course, you try and get in their head and figure out oh, well, maybe they got hit by a bus, which is why they didn't call me. Um, how, how do you, for instance, tell your clients 
how to get out of that space of kind of guessing why they've been discarded. Like, how do you, how do you approach that or begin to approach that? Well, everybody gets ghosted. <laughs> it's just some people don't have respect for the person they're meeting or going on a date with. I've been ghosted before I even meet a guy just from what we have some texting exchanges and maybe talk on the phone and then he just disappears like a ghost. Or I've had guys that don't show up for a first date after making plans or disappear after a few dates or one boyfriend even disappeared after being together for a year. So it happens at any phase of the dating process. You mean he just completely disappeared, no rhyme, no reason, no follow-up? No follow-up. I mean, I had an, an inkling, like I understood why he did it. He had personal issues that he had to deal with, but it's not fair to me. I shouldn't be ghosted like that after developing a relationship, that kind of bond. But I'm sure it probably happens to you in the real estate world as well, right? Oh my, I mean, it's, you could even, you know, you show a property once, twice, three times, and they seem to love it. And, you know, you're, you're very excited about maybe you're gonna get an offer. This person has definitely showed interest. They brought their measuring tape. They brought their contractor. They brought their mother. I mean, this is, this is real love. And then nothing. And you reach out to them, you know, you can only reach out so much without kind of being like a desperate stalker. Um, there's a fine line between like, I really want to sell this property uh, and uh, you can get it, you know, for in, in looking desperate. Um, so that definitely happens. I mean, the other thing is, is when I've even, you know, gone out with buyers where, again, similar to dating, you walk into a place and in the first, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds, you know, whether you have interest in looking at the rest of the apartment. But, you know, you made the appointment, you, you want to be gracious, so you look, even though you have absolutely no interest. I think we, we size up things so quickly, and I don't know if that's part of our digital conditioning that's going on, or have we always been kind of quick to size up our likes and dislikes so quickly? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either, but it sounds like real estate is exactly like dating. They, they, all the issues you go through with clients, it sounds like all the issues people go through with dating. And then of course, there's the accepted offer, like to your, to your point, you know, you've gotten down the road where they've, you know, they're getting everything in, in a line, all their funds their attorney is, you know, reviewing the contract and then they get cold feet, you know, maybe similar, a little bit of kind of going down the altar, um, which again, you know, there, I know, you know, it's very complicated to figure out what's going on with the, and these are big decisions, you know, whether buying a home or deciding to choose a mate. And, and I don't think it should be done lightly except now people think, well, we'll just get divorced. It seems like people enter marriage in a much more cavalier way than, uh, than they did in the past. And even the same with 
real estate now. I mean, millennials don't look at it as a home. They see it as transactional. They see it as kind of the, the next step to the next step. Whereas, you know, in when we were buying properties way back when you kind of imagined, you know, the home, the family, you're going to stay put. And, you know, you never, you never really imagined moving so much, you know, it, it was, it was more about what the home represented from a kind of security point of view, not really from a transactional point of view. Yeah. Yeah. And um, doing real estate, you probably work with a whole variety of personalities, just like if you're going on first dates, you get to see a whole mix of personalities and types of people and the way people look too, that has to do with the, t the different houses. So you're actually working with relationships on a double level. Cause it's the and also that the, the relationships of if you're showing a couple, you know, cause the, the couple are two individual people with their own two individual likes and dislikes. And you're kind of, you know, in, in the middle, uh, you know, trying to navigate and, and keep them on track as to, you know, their focus as to what, why they're really here as opposed to fighting about what they like and don't like about each other's likes and dislikes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of marriage counselor, psychologist, um, but I guess it boils down to relationships of any kind. Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah. even, even in the workplace, um, I, I have to think that, you know, your, your flavor of the month with maybe a boss and then, you know, next month for whatever reason, you're not that. And you're like, what did I do wrong? And, guess we're always questioning ourselves um, as to, you know, why not so much we're, we, we, we're being abandoned, but why, um, why things just sometimes don't stick. And maybe it's just because things are fluid and in constant motion. Yes. Yes. It's so hard to figure out who's the person for you and who's the house for you and who's the client for you. There's so many unanswered questions and it's confusing. Well, a little bit like I'm sure in your job, you have to be a little bit of a zealot because you have to appeal to a very broad group of people. Um, you know, if you're going to be successful in what you do, you, you really have to deal with a lot of different personalities. You do. Yeah, it's like that in any business, any, no matter what your specialty is, you have to deal with a whole variety of people. Well, I, I hope, and, and again, I, I, I would love to, you know, next time I'd love to talk about your book and to find out, you know, the research and some of the, the points in there that, that might help us keep on track and maybe being less vulnerable to the digitally discarded, but you were lovely to be on today. And thank you so much. Really yeah. appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. And again, if anybody's interested, my book is called Date to Find Your Soulmate.
and it's available on Amazon. So check it out. Very cool. And good luck with that. I'm sure it's going to be helpful to a lot of people. <laughs>